Aloha, this is Stephanie Colvin, and I am your host at LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. And if you're new, welcome. I am super excited to do this episode. I cannot believe that I'm on episode 37, second season, and still doing this podcast. It has been such a blessing to my life, and I love hearing from my listeners. Um, When I receive emails or direct messages from Instagram. It just really, truly makes me feel, it makes my day. It's like when I go to church and I get to spend time with people who think like me, who believe like me, and we get to learn from one another. I learn so much from the people around me, and that is the same experience that you give me when you reach out to me and share of yourself, your testimony, your faith, and your personal life. Thank you so much for including me in your world. I love General Conference, and this last General Conference was so powerful. Didn't you feel it? I mean, it was so stinking powerful. I didn't get to listen to each talk, but the ones that I did hear and listen to while on the road, I could feel the power of the truth of what they're saying and the higher way of living that Christ is teaching us. I'm always so grateful to be able to trust the prophet of God, to steer me, to steer us the right way, the way of Jesus Christ, and also that he does it for the whole world. It's just not the Latter-day Saints, it's everyone. To know truth, we must have the companionship of the Holy Ghost, and this is why it's so important to be baptized in the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in his church. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It is at that time we receive the wonderful, everlasting gift of a comforter whose name is the Holy Ghost, a member of the Godhead which includes Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost can help us hear what the Lord would have us to hear, as President Russell M. Nelson said in this last conference, and he assured us that pure revelation would help answer the questions in listeners' hearts as they feast on messages from the Lord through his servants. Oh, what a blessing it is to be alive at this time. 
my greatest wish is that the Spirit of God in Christ can abide with you this day and speak to your heart the way you need to hear them the most to help you continue to grow your faith foundation and commitment to the Lord, your conviction to all that is pure and true. President Nelson continues to counsel us about receiving personal revelation and emphasizes that we need it during these unprecedented times. And he keeps using that word. Have you noticed that? So I looked it up. Of course, I know what it means, but I like to look up words. And unprecedented means never done or known before. He teaches, if you and I are to withstand the forthcoming perils and pressures, it is imperative that we each have a firm spiritual foundation built upon the rock of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. We will need His power in the days ahead, and we can increase that power by going to the temple, taking our covenants, living our covenants, being obedient, and increase our understanding of Jesus Christ for it binds us to him. Let's go back to the word unprecedented. We're living in times here on earth that have never been seen or known before. This is exciting. It's so very exciting. We have so much to look forward to. But that also means that the adversary has ramped up exponentially his attacks. And so just as much light that is out there, and we know Christ will win this battle, Lucifer is raging and spreading his darkness as much as he can. So we must focus on Jesus Christ and be grateful to be a part of those who are living in these latter days. Um, We cannot endure without our covenants and belief and focus on Jesus Christ. It's so imperative to our ability to endure and push forward. President Nelson teaches us that when spiritual earthquakes occur, you will be able to stand strong because your spiritual foundation is solid and immovable. Immovable means to be fixed or unchanged, unable to be moved. He is telling us with great passion and fervor of how our standing in his church and gospel needs to be for without it, we will simply wither away. And when the winds blow, we will be a part of the other debris flying away from that foundation of pure truth and revelation. We must fortify ourselves. The prophet has asked us to counter the lure of the world by making time for the Lord in our lives. To make your foundation firm to stand the test of time, we must do the things that allow the Holy Ghost to be with you always. It's so difficult to allow the Holy Ghost to be with us when we spend time on social media, one of the greatest distractions of our day. We must be vigilant that we don't get sucked into the fear-mongering associated with social media. And remember, our direction and truth comes from Jesus Christ himself. Do not seek it in worldly resources unless those resources are being used by faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Too much of the content that we see is set about to confuse us, to manipulate our emotions and feelings, to entice us to be contentious, and we must avoid this with all of the strength that we have. We have only to look to the Savior to know what we should do or say in any given circumstance, as He is our ultimate exemplar.
The prophet concluded the Sunday session by saying this, The Lord knows you and loves you. He is your Savior and Redeemer. He leads and guides His church. He will lead and guide you in your personal life if you will make time for Him in your life each and every day. Such wise, loving, and pure counsel that we have received this past weekend. Now, what are we going to do with this knowledge? We must set about to self-reflecting. What are strengths and how can we best use them to serve? What are our weaknesses and how can we best set about to correcting them? Only the Spirit of God can instruct and lead in the best way to accomplish both tasks. And through the infinite atonement given to us through the pain, sorrow, suffering, and the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, we can do it all if we will but humble ourselves and submit to the promptings of the Spirit of God. Our Heavenly Father, who loves us so very much, and Jesus Christ loves us too. They truly work day in and day out to bring us home, but we must submit ourselves to them. (sighs) Recently, I've been sharing some difficulty I've been having with my temper and my ability to be kind to those in my own little world. I live in Southern California, so we deal with an unholy amount of traffic and construction, which seems to be constant and just will never go away. I feel as if I live half my life in the car. On top of this, I can guarantee most of the cars around me stand ready to honk, cut off, or push anyone out of the way. I can usually see a bird fly, some sort of hand gesture that is definitely rude, Mouths moving of which I cannot hear what they're saying and no kindness to allow me safe passage onto the freeway. I am guilty of this too, often, and I am ashamed to admit that I really am. As I recalled two talks in particular from April's General Conference, which are Hearts Knit Together by Elder Gary Stevenson and Room in the Inn by Elder Garrett Gong, it has brought me back into remembrance and we need to remember often. Elder Stevenson used the example of the rabbits, and I love this example. It really hits home and touches my heart. There was an experiment done a while ago where the rabbits were put on a high-fat diet so the scientists could observe the natural consequences of such a diet. And most of the rabbits, indeed, all but one group experienced a buildup of fatty deposits on the inside of their arteries, as expected. But there was this one group of rabbits who had developed 60% less, that's over half, of the fatty deposits, and the scientists were shocked. How could this be? They eventually narrowed down the cause to the researcher who was caring for those rabbits, who would feed and care and love those rabbits. And she was known to be a kind and caring woman. When she fed the rabbits, she talked to them lovingly and would cuddle and pet them. She just couldn't help herself with those furry balls of joy. And you know what? I wouldn't be able to help myself either. She gave them more than just food. She gave them pure love. These findings are still very influential in the medical field today. 
And there's a lady named Dr. Kelly Harding who published a book titled The Rabbit Effect that takes its name from this very experiment. And she writes, take a rabbit with an unhealthy lifestyle, talk to it, hold it, give it affection. The relationship made a difference. What affects our health in the most meaningful ways has as much to do with how we treat one another, how we live, and how we think about what it means to be human. Kindness as a fundamental healing gospel principle is one that can heal hearts emotionally, spiritually, and physically. I do believe science runs parallel to Christ's gospel teachings more often than we know or believe. So, of course, this leads us to the two greatest commandments. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Doesn't it sound so simple? It sounds super simple. Yet, it seems to be so hard in a world where we increasingly isolate because of COVID, mandates, vaccination status. I mean, lately, to go anywhere or do anything, you have to flash your, your vaccination card. It's, it's dividing us. And so people are staying home more often. To succeed at emanating the pure love of Christ, the power of influence must include gentleness, meekness, and kindness without guile. That really hit home. To be gentle, meek, and kind without guile, without that snarkiness, without that rude snarkiness, that smart aleck behavior, and just being purely gentle, meek, and kind, even in the face of an irate driver who would rather shove you off the freeway and see your your car crash and burn (laughs) than make room for you and allow you in, in a safe way. Being gentle, meek, and kind without guile, this brings about unity of love, a.k.a. hearts knit together. And this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So why does this seem so difficult when you're in the moment and dealing with people around you who are urgently trying to get where they need to go? Speeding, cutting in traffic, everyone seems to focus on themselves, and it's an absolute race on the freeway to see who can get out of the cluster of cars first. I constantly feel like I'm on a racetrack and this happens often to me because I drive a Mustang and everybody wants to race me. I feel like I need to get a bumper sticker that says middle-aged woman. I love my car. I don't like to race (laughs) and it happens every time they come up and they rev their engines and I know exactly what they want to do and I just keep my face forward. I don't look, I don't do anything because that was something I would have engaged in when I was younger. The answer is simple to all of these things that we face, to the challenges, to the cruelty, to the meanness, to what we feel or maybe view is in consideration. We must choose the right and choosing the right is modeling Christ-like behavior. So I repent and I ask for strength, grace, and help to change this character flaw within me, this weakness that is so challenging for me. Um, And I repent quickly and often. I'm repenting all day long. And I find comfort in this scripture found in the book of Ether and the book of Mormon. Chapter 12, verse 27, and I'm sure you've heard it before. 
And if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I give unto men and women weakness that they may be humble. And my grace is sufficient for all men and women that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them. So, with that scripture, I have hope. And let us remember that whenever the scriptures refer to men, he's talking to all of God's children. The Savior Jesus Christ always offers us hope. Recently, I had a friend share with me an unpleasant experience that she had while at church. She was approached by a sister who called herself the vaccine police, and she seemed to wear that badge proudly. And she wanted to know if my friend had taken the vaccine. Caught completely off guard and in front of what felt like the whole membership of the ward, they faced off in a very silent, respectful way. The one not sure how to answer such a personal question, and the other feeling puffed up in her do-gooder role of ensuring safety for all. I am humbled at what and how my friend handled it, and I will always remember this. She looked around her quickly, noticing all of the attention on her after the offensive question was given, and she chose to choose the right, and I'm not surprised. She said a few choice words and exited with her head held up, but not haughty. Is what the sister who asked the question being inclusive? Is it welcoming? Is it appropriate? Or is it divisive? Is it offensive? Will it put others off? How will it make strangers and investigators who come to church believe that church truly is the inn of which Elder Gong spoke about? Do we have room in the inn? Are we making room through our actions and our words, our gestures? Inclusion will always lead to a positive means toward unity and exclusion will always lead to separation and division. Will we listen to our leaders and choose the right? I just want you to take a moment and reflect on that. Will you listen to our leaders and choose the right? Maybe think of another scenario at church when you felt things weren't very welcoming for for newcomers or even for yourself or for other members. How can we be the change the Lord has asked us to be? What can we do? When adversity and affliction are brought upon us by critical, negative, even mean-spirited acts, we can choose to have hope in Jesus Christ. This hope comes from His invitation and promise to be of good cheer, for I will lead you along, and that He, Jesus Christ, will consecrate your afflictions for your gain. So I ask myself, after being given these truths, these pure truths, how can I overcome a character flaw within me that is set so deep I feel as if it's hopeless to try to change? When I center my thoughts in daily living on Jesus Christ, He gives me hope that even the hardest of my trials that I may have, that He can help me to become perfected in Him. For it's only through Jesus Christ that we can be perfect, and that won't happen in this life, for that is not the intention of this education this probation on earth. But that time will come. The sorrow and suffering from poor judgment, poor decisions, poor actions, and so much more that we have to endure and go through can be drowned out by the unbelievable sacrifice of a perfect divine lamb, even Jesus Christ himself. 
Allow me to end this episode with this wise counsel from Elder Gong. And he says, In him we find clarity, not dissonance. In him we find cause to do good, reason to be good, an increasing capacity to become better. In him we discover abiding faith, liberating selflessness, caring change and trust in God. For in his end we find and deepen our personal relationship with God, our Father, and Jesus Christ. As we offer our talents and best efforts, his spiritual gifts also strengthen and bless. We truly can be that light in a world filled with so much darkness, and it is through us that Christ's light so shines. Thank you so much for your patience with me. Thank you for your constant love and support. It is my greatest wish that we can continue this missionary effort to help all of those who listen, whether you're in the faith or out of the faith. Our united belief in Jesus Christ brings us together. And when we focus on him and make him the center of our lives, he can truly help us to overcome even the hardest of trials, the hardest of weaknesses that we have to endure. He is the giver of hope and love and charity and forgiveness. He is truly our everything. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most important, stay faithful and remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. I want you to know that while I do this podcast and I serve the Lord, He fills my heart with love for all those who hear my voice but not just love, with hope that we can all return home to live with our Father in Heaven and Jesus Christ and our family once again. Much love, God bless, and much aloha.